And hello. G'day. How the bloody hell are ya? I hope you're doing well. <clears throat> Unlike myself, there's going to be a few of those little voice clearing moments uh, during today's podcast. I apologise, man. I have not been well. Um, I'm not, I'm fine. I just got some sinusy shit going on, and, and my throat's a little bit like a frog in my throat. So I just have to keep clearing it. So you can, you know, I'll try not to do it into the microphone, but you know, it is what it is. End of the day, I really apologise. Um, but yeah, man, because I am crook, I'm having a having a quiet weekend. Um, just trying to recover, you know, just trying to get some good sleep and uh, I'm not drinking this month, so there's, there's, you know, that's a positive for me as well. Hopefully I can recover up over the next few days. I've been crook for like a week, so it's hanging around a bit, but no antibiotics, which is I'm pretty happy about. I really don't like taking antibiotics. I just smash your immune system, so I'm playing the long game and, and beating this one El Natural, um, which is, you know, uh, it is taking longer, but hopefully I come out the other side with a, a, a more robust immune system from it, mate. So, yeah, doing not a lot this weekend. Went to the gym yesterday, which was Saturday morning today, being Sunday. And it's cool, man. Like, you see the usual crew there. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're like an hour or so later than normal. I got up at 5 o'clock instead of 4, four o'clock yesterday, being a, being a Saturday. And then crews down the gym. You see most of the same crew there that I see of a weekday, and they're all going a little bit later as well, which is cool, man. And, you know, we all see each other there and say good day, and, and it keeps that, that motivation up. You're like, you know, the other... The other men and women um, that you that you see regularly are there getting their work in on the weekend too, which helps keep me me motivated to to not just go in there and, and fuck around, but to go in and, and get a de- decent workout um, in. So that's cool, man. And I am feeling uh, like the the exercise uh, fitness regime is is on track. Early days this year. It's obviously just the very beginning of February, uh, but. It's going, it's going well, mate, you know. Um, I do have some pretty, not lofty, but fairly consistent and upward trajectory-based uh, fitness goals for this year. And I was just thinking about that before, and, and I'm wondering if that has, like, you know, uh, subliminally in the back of my mind to do with the fact that I turn 40 later this year in September, and I'm wondering if, because it's been pretty at the forefront of my mind without me actively thinking, like without me actively uh, having it there. Like it's just naturally I'm just thinking about my fitness a lot lately and I've been pushing myself and and tidying up diet and, and, and things like that without even making a conscious decision like I'm going to do this it's just like I have these little goals that keep popping up and I'm like yes yeah, sweet that's what I'm that's what I'm going to work towards now um, which is cool um, and I'm just wondering if that is to do with the fact that I turned 40 mate I'm faced with my with <laughs> with my own mortality and the impending uh, uh, you know uh, breaking down of my body eventually <clears throat> the, the further past the age 40 I move so I, I am in the best shape of my life at the moment I've said that to a few people that, that last year I believe uh, the animal based diet had a, a, a large amount to do with it and you guys know I don't I don't harp on about this um, heap uh, heap because of several reasons one I'm, I'm certainly no es- expert on diet and nutrition even though I do have a keen interest in it and I read a lot and, and listen to a lot and have experimented a lot there's so much information out there and even actual experts can can send you astray or have conflicting ideas 
contradicting ideas even when you listen to, to, to lots of different experts in the field. So I try not to give too much advice in that field, but there is obviously certain things you learn along the way and there's certain sort of truths that you pick up that seem to be hard and fast rules and you do kind of – I definitely see some people who I, I, I can tell are struggling with their nutrition and their diet and, I, and I, I'm always open to give people advice if they want it and always uh, happy to give that any information that I have out – and I'd love to see them doing better and feeling better and finding what works for them. But I'm super cautious about being like preachy and telling people the new fad diet and this is what you've got to do. And this is, yeah, I definitely don't want to be that douchey guy. But having said that, I, I definitely had the healthiest year of my life last year at 39. You know, I turned 39 last year and it was the best shape I've ever been in. Um, I've probably been cardiovascular wise I've been fitter in the past when I was doing a lot more Muay Thai and running a lot more and doing a lot more circuits I was like really pushing that sort of six seven years ago um but overall health my cardiovascular is pretty good I do 10 rounds on the bag once a week um 10 three minute rounds on the bag and and, you know I'll get gassed but I, I get through it um but just in general like definitely very consistent six days a week at the gym and I try to have like an active recovery day on a Sunday now you know at least in the morning I try and be quite active around the house and you know hanging out with the kids or or playing with the dog taking the dog down the beach or doing a few small activities and then just chill out on the couch in the evenings and the afternoons Um, but uh, yeah health wise like my joints and my back and my shoulders I've got real bad shoulders and that's all feeling really good at the moment which is super positive uh, quite often when I do lift heavy and things like that I get really sore wrists and elbows and shoulders hurt and it's easy to throw your back out and I've been trying to tighten up all the ligaments and muscles and supporting muscle groups and stuff around those areas for the last few years and with that, I, th- I believe with the low inflammatory diet that, that is the animal-based diet that I eat, I, I think it's making, making a really big difference. Um, like my biggest vice at the moment is still like chocolate. I'm still eating chocolate. I try to eat dark chocolate 90% of the time, but I'm known to mow a block of like um, Top Decker or top, like Top Deck or, or, or Rum and Raisin or Black Forest or like a box of favourites like if if I buy that shit which I do like at least once a week I will damage that that chocolate man I just still love it but generally pretty good man you know meat fruit some Greek yogurt honey um, that's sort of what I'm eating I was starting to snack a bit too much after the Christmas break like we found these little pitta bread snacks they're like little biscuits obviously baked biscuits with seasoning on them that were really yum while you're while you're drinking so i was starting to snack on that kind of food while i was drinking and heaps of processed meats and cheeses which i don't mind a little bit of but it's becoming quite regular um which ain't great it's not great for your digestion it's not really good food cheese is all right but like those processed meats are like kind of shit food really um you know and those little snacks those little biscuit snacks i was eating they're they're fully fully baked in in vegetable oil seed oils and one thing if you look into the the animal-based diet um you know it's mostly about staying away from processed foods and and you know nearly all processed foods are processed with some sort of seed oil in them cooked in additives whatever and seed oils are terrible for you 
terrible for inflammation. It's barely it's a barely edible product. It's 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 they're they're refined and under high heat, and they're kind of like the leftover shit that they that they basically refined by putting it through extreme heat and then turning it into a cookable, uh, usable oil. It's not good for you though. And there's there's some pretty compelling studies coming out about uh, heart disease and the relationship to to the increase of seed oils in our diets because it's in fucking everything, man. You look on the back of anything that comes in a black in in a, in a plastic uh, wrapper. Um, and there's seed oils in it, or your healthy snacks, and your muesli bars, and granola this, and cereal that, and you know shit. You think you're doing the right thing. You look at the back of it. There's sugar of some sort in it, and there's seed oils, man. And it's no, no good for you. Um, that's no good for you. No bueno. Um, so, but yeah, off on a tangent there. Last year been a good year. Of of that's why I'm having a month off. The alcohol this February, you know, it was as possibly strategically planned on the shortest month of the year, even though I am planning on busting into into March a couple of weeks as well. Um, but that's all right. We, you know, the the drinking. I've never had a real problem with that. How much I drink, but it's definitely extra calories and definitely not great for you. But it's the snacking that goes with it, and it's like this gradual, especially after Christmas break, gradual like pushing the boundaries a little bit, little bit, little bit, and you get to a point you're like, man, I'm drinking too much and I'm eating shitty food with it. Um, Got to rein it in. So I find the best way is to just hit hit the stop or hit the pause button on it for a month and then you kind of rebuild from from a healthier place after that. But I think that in the back of my mind, you know, I, I understand that 40 is impending and it's coming and I'm just trying to get myself in the best shape of my life, trying to, trying to beat old father time for a period of time which you can do um, and obviously that's a, a losing battle uh, at the end of the day but definitely um, yeah it's been a good start a good a good um, start to the year with that yeah I think that is something to do with my my own mortality and my age I was always you know a young that's a weird way to put it I was always a young young guy you know like I always had a baby face and um, I had a very young sort of spirit, um, free, young sort of spirit, and that kind of gets beaten down a bit as you get older. And now I notice that I am starting to look like no one mistakes me for being 30 anymore. Or, you know, uh, no, no one's surprised when I tell them my age these days, which was a surprise when I realised that because for my whole life people were always surprised that, that I was not five to ten years younger than I looked, or than, I, than I said I was, sorry, which was, you know, yeah. That's that's the Pilbara Sun will definitely do that to you and kids as well I suppose stress, but um yeah, and I guess I'm I'm probably I've missed a few of life's goals that I wanted to hit by this age, you know I wanted to be living in a a town that we'd selected to stay in for a period of time while we raised the kids I wanted to be in like our dream home I've always had this dream home in my head that I wanted to build and raise my kids in and that hasn't happened I wanted to be from, you know which would go with that dream home would be I wanted to be more financially secure than we are and been running my own business again and you know successfully running my own little you know building business or building houses for myself something along those lines but that's not where I am at the moment you know I'm still working towards those goals but I suppose at least I can crush it on the physical and fitness side of the goals and, and I'm probably uh, I don't know if I ever would have thought I'd be this healthy and fit at 40. I don't know if I thought that far ahead physically. 
Um, but I am. So that's one thing that I am sort of at least hitting and, and, and I, can, I can lean into that and try and build momentum off that moving forward because I do still have other, other life goals I want to hit. And I've got some pretty big lofty goals for the next 10 years. My 40s, I, I, I believe I'm going to make, um, I plan to make the most productive and exciting years of my life so far and I want to, you know, yeah, with my family's best interests in in uh, at the front of my mind. So we'll see how we go. And, and like, as I said, building off the momentum of a fit, healthy body. At least I got that. At least I got that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so at the gym yesterday, I'd, I'd like to finish the week off with like a little, well, it's not a little, with a, an hour long, like a good core um, body workout, a good core workout, because I believe that that's what saves you from injury and the you know, general fitness comes from you know, your legs and your core. So you get those things strong. Uh, and everything else kind of follows on from there. So did the core workout, <clears throat> went to the shower afterwards uh, to get rinsed off and get into some, even though I wasn't working yesterday, I put the work clothes on anyway because I knew I had some shit to get done. Went to the, the bathroom, hopped in the shower, and I noticed there's a, 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 a fairly new toothbrush and tube of toothpaste left in the shower. And I was like, what the fuck's with that, man? Like, there's, it was pretty new, as I said, and I was like, why, how have you left your toothbrush and toothpaste in here? Either that's planned, which is ballsy, and you think, I'll just leave my toothbrush and toothbrush here for tomorrow. Toothbrush and toothpaste here for tomorrow. Brush your teeth, leave it up on the little rack hanging off the shower head, go to work, come back the next day, do your workout, go back into the bathroom and just reclaim your random toothbrush and toothpaste off the off the communal shower rack and, and, and go again, which I, I find it hard to believe anyone would, would have that as a plan in mind, which which means you probably, maybe you must have spent so long in the shower that you forgot you'd put it there, which is also odd. I mean, it's 40 degrees in those bathrooms at the gym, man. They're, they're not a place you want to spend that much time. Like, it's you get in there, you wash the sweat off your body, you get out, you get dressed, and you, and you bail. How long are you spending in the shower that you forgot you brought your toothbrush and toothpaste in with you? And who's spending that much time in the shower? Like, they've got shampoo and conditioner in there as well. Are people really full washing their hair and their, and conditioning their hair and doing all that, like, full grooming in, I mean, I know people shave in the in the change rooms at the gym, which I think is weird as well. And I guess people are fucking shampooing and conditioning the hair. Like, I can understand the body wash. You know, you wash the sweat off, wash the sweat off your body. But but shampoo and conditioner. And while we're at it, does the body wash that they have in there have to be the milk and honey in the pump bottle? Like it's a liter pump bottle of milk and honey body wash which is that sort of creamy milky consistency because my mind just goes to the worst case scenario man that's just the way my fucking mind mind works i just imagine like the possibility of some dude jacking off into the body wash bottle just as a practical joke to fuck with everyone and then i cruise in there after him and hit the pump handle it just shoots that creamy liquid all out onto my hands it's dripping through my fingers and you know it doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good. It's spurt out in your hand. It's running down the cracks of your fingers. Then I'm washing my body, my underarms, my face. And I just in the back of my mind, I just picture some dude's jizz. I'm just rubbing it all over my face. Fucking, I can't help it. It's just 
let's just use like a fresh minty one or something, hey? Not one that's already jizz coloured. It just, it just doesn't, look, yeah. It's fucked up. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I suppose if that was happening, it'd be no wonder my skin's so nice, though, hey? The old, the old jizz face mask. Any, sorry, any regular listeners will, will, will get that one, get that reference. So, anyway, I come home, sorry about that, a bit, bit early in the, the day for that sort of shenanigans. I uh, come home from the barbecue, come home from the barbecue, come home from the gym and got into my building my barbecue slide after that. So, the, the caravan didn't have a barbecue slide, it's got one of those tunnel boots at the front that runs underneath the main, the, 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 the main bed. Um, so you got a little hatch door that opens up, and the barbecue just just fits in height wise, like it kind of touches the ceiling as you slide it in. And I wanted to build a barbecue slide, so I've ordered the ordered the the, the drawer slides off the internet. Got those about a week ago, and I was like, well, how am I going to build this? Because I can't build like a, a, a platform that the barbecue sits on and slides out because there's no height. I don't have the height to do that. So I came up with a little bit of an ingenious idea, if I do say so myself, where I where I installed the barbecue slides, the runners, onto two pieces of ply on one side, on the inside, and then onto three L-shaped brackets on the outside, and then screwed the brackets down on the inside of the tunnel boot, um, and then fixed the two bits of ply to the sides of the Weber feet. So it's on a slide, but the slide's attached to the sides of the feet. Not, it's not sitting on a platform because it didn't have the height. And it works like a bloody treat, mate. Beautiful. Just pop the two, the two little clips on the ed- end of the drawer slides, and then the whole barbecue just slides right out, mate. Absolutely beautiful. And because we, we, we were sitting it on a fold-up table when we were down south, um, which I've done previously with the old caravan as well, which is another thing to carry, another thing to set up. And um, and the more table space you have like that, the more shit you just sit on it. So we'll get rid of that fold-out table and I'll just order another fold-down table that attaches to the outside of the caravan. So there's two fo- there'll be two fold-down tables on the outside of the caravan. You can put a few little bits and pieces on. Barbecue's got its own slide. There'll be one small fold-out table we use for, for eating on, and, and that's it, mate. We'll travel as light as we can with the old caravan, um, and especially the outdoor setup. So I was pretty stoked that that came together for us for us yesterday. Uh, yeah, and I just, I've ordered the longer uh, regulator, like the hose regulator, regulator and hose for the Weber to, to reach the bayonet. So when it slides out, the, the hose reaches the bayonet, and it's all, it's all set up, mate, ready to go, nice and easy for the barbecue, because I cook on the barbecue. Uh, a fair bit when I'm at home and obviously when camping as well. So that's a bloody mint. Um, I've been doing a fair, you know, a few few bits and pieces on the on the van over the last few weeks as well. I've got the awning arms delivered last week and installed those on the weekend. Just just gone as I had problems with those um, when we we're down south. I think they got bent with all the water on them and they were a bit old and shabby anyway. So two new awning arms. It was like cost me five hundred and fifty bucks or something. But they roll out and the, the awning pulls out like a bloody brand new one now, like a dream. Um, and there's a few small little clips and handles and things like that for fridges and drawers and um, whatnot that I've that I've got in the mail. Um, and I'm going to fit probably today as well. One of them is just a bit of grip tape to go on the the metal step that folds out when you step out of the van because when we were down in Denmark, I stepped out of the van in my socks, hit the edge of the step, it was like slippery metal, and just slipped straight out and hit my back on the step, and the corner of the step scratched up my side of me. And um, yeah, it was 
we want to avoid that happening again, especially happening to one of the kids or someone older or, or something because you can really fuck yourself up. So a few bits and pieces still doing on the van and, and hope to have her pretty much ready to roll um, more or less by the time we, we go to, to Broome. I got to do this, we're going to make the kids' shelves next and then there's a few other small items to, to sort out. But by Broome in April, we'll be, we'll be pretty close to... Uh, <clears throat> So having everything I, everything done that I put on the list after the, the Denmark trip change over the, the jockey wheel as well. I looked at a few different options for the jockey wheel. Uh, I, I was pretty sold on the idea of the blackjack, which is an electric jockey wheel, and it's got a, a, a hard stand bottom on it as well as the, the wheel. And, you know, you just, it plugs into the Anderson plug at the front there, and obviously you're just going to look a button it, and it electrically jacks the van up. But then when I was looking at the videos for it, it sits up high, kind of in the way, and it's kind of bulky. And, and I just f- was watching it and I'm thinking, this is really just for old dudes that can't physically wind their jockey wheel down. Like, it's not hard to wind a jockey wheel down. And, and for, you know, a couple of hundred bucks cheaper, I can get a really good, solid, like the Arc 7, 750, it's called, which is a really good, solid jockey wheel, good for good for 750 kilos which is heaps, and it's nice and compact, and it's not one of those ones that wind off and you have to take off the drawbar. It's just got the little handle that pulls out and it swivels onto its side, so it's a lot easier to pack away and, and set up again. <clears throat> and um, I'm going to use one of those. It's solid as fuck and got really good reviews. So yeah, a few things like that I'm still working on, and no doubt after we do the broom trip, we'll have a few other little tweaks that we want to get on top of, but really roping this this caravan into exactly where, where I want it, man, which is kind of fun and exciting to have something that I actually enjoy working on to work on which I haven't had for, for years now it's something that excites me to do work on so that's cool uh, but before the broom holiday is Bali Bali first man and I am so excited we we haven't been this pumped in years to be honest we just finished booking flights so we booked accommodation a couple of weeks ago just finished booking flights this morning all organised, all sorted, 12 nights at the Mandira in Legian, which is next to the Padmas, one of those bigger resorts on the right on the water. Um, and it's got an awesome pool that's got its own little like uh, artificial beach and beautiful swim-up bar and some slides for the kids and these big day beds you can book for the whole day. It's got the Azul cocktail bar attached to the front of it, which is this big sort of round-looking um, bamboo structure. Uh, if you've seen that in Legian, that's attached to the, the Mandira. And I'm just so excited, man. I'm, I'm going to buy a surfboard over there. I've been looking on the, the, the Bali Buy and Sell surfboard like Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to go for a surf every morning. I'm going to buy myself a good eight-footer. I bought a seven-foot for, for Denmark down south. And while it's a beautiful board and was easy to paddle on and duck dive and get onto a wave, it doesn't have enough literage for me I need something that's that's a bit more stable and I can actually get up and get a, a good ride on so I'm going to buy an 8 footer with a nice sort of rounded nose and, and a bit wider a bit more higher literage than the board I've got and yeah buy that over there and bring that back so I plan on surfing every day um, you know we'll get a nanny in the evenings to look after the kids while me and Ems go out for dinner I just I miss that so much it's a real holiday when we go to Bali you know we get to spoil ourselves the kids have a ball it's just so good cannot wait um, hopefully we don't get barley belly you know I've heard a few people have been getting barley belly when they've gone back uh, recently and and, and I would sort of attribute that 
to perhaps the fact that we haven't been there for four years. People haven't been there for the last four or five years. So, you know, you kind of must build up tolerance to the bacteria over there in the water and the food and stuff when you're, when you're going frequently. And perhaps those, you know, those antibodies and have all kind of died off in us at this point. I don't know how it works, but that makes sense to me. So we're going to be careful about the barley belly. I don't want to ruin a holiday or half a holiday being, you know, crook and stuck to a toilet and throwing up and shitting yourself and feeling like crap. It'll be nice and healthy over there. So, yeah, we will be vigilant with what we and where we eat. Um, probably do a, starting this week, actually, a, a nice, healthy probiotic regime heading up to it as well. And I'm, as I said, my fitness is pretty at the top of my list at the moment anyway so I'll probably try and I'll try I'll kind of treat this like it's a, an event that I'm training towards so that I'm nice and fit when we go over there and hopefully that fitness can carry on for a little bit while we're you know carry us through a little bit while we're over there as far as resilience and, and residual fitness because I won't be you know, all I'll be doing over there is sort of surfing and running for, to keep my, my fitness up 12, 12 nights it's a while to be away so try and keep on top of the, the, the basic fitness level while we're there yeah, but man, I just can't wait for it. Just surfing, cocktails, pool, hanging out with the kids, getting massages. Can't wait to see my little girl at the salon getting her hair in braids and her nails done and all that. She loves that shit. The Y bar is just a stone's throw away. The Y sports bar, go down there and watch the UFC. And oh man, I just, I am pumped. The kids are at a great age. They'll love it over there. Um, super keen to get back, man. Yeah, after four years. And then we get back, and, and not long after, like a week and a half later, it's broom, broom for, for Easter, um, which is, yeah, be nice and hot still when we go there, but that's all right. We'll be plugged into the mains power, and we'll just keep the aircon cranking. There's a pool at the caravan park, and Cable Beach, and Divers Tavern. And looking forward to that one too. That'll be a nice four days away. And then after that, we get back, and hopefully that's the summer pretty much fucked. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks later at least, and then we can start planning some some smaller trips throughout the year in the van. You know, um, through our winter. It's not, you know, I would say in the dry season, but I just I feel like the wet and the dry season doesn't really seem that accurate up in Headland, does it? It's just, yeah, it's not really a wet season, is it? It rains occasionally, you know, and even our dry season, I suppose it is kind of dry, but it rained a few times as well. Just not really much of a wet season here, so I just I just call it the winter and the summer. Looking to plan some good little trips during the winter, but yeah, just um, that's it for the weekend, mate. Just just chilling out for the rest of the Arvo. As I said, a few little things to do around the van, not much. Hang out with the kids, really relax. Got a big week coming up, so just chill today and and um, yeah, I won't be answering the phone or anything. Just gonna yeah, switch the switch the phone off on or put the phone on silent and just sort of hang out with the kids watch some watch some shit on TV and yeah just chill mm. you remember what it was like uh, before mobile phones ruled our lives because they completely rule our lives nowadays like totally and you know we've all got our our secrets on our phones too man like if I nowadays I start sweating if I'm showing someone a photo on my iPhone and they like they lean in and swipe the photo, you know, like people would lean over and they swipe the photo on your phone. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I don't know what the next photo of my camera roll is. Are you mad? Or in um, have you ever had someone grab your phone out of your hand to show you something when you're talking about something, and looking at it on the phone? That's what. That's one of the most terrifying things a modern human will go through, man. Like, there's no telling what they might find on that thing. 
all of the sins of my life are processed through that device. You can't just grab it out of my hands while it's unlocked. It's like fucking peering into my soul while I'm asleep and reading my deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. It's fucking terrifying, man. You know? But I, I remember before mobile phones. I remember the old ways. I remember what it was like before we were plugged into the machine when it was in high school. When I was high school, no, no one really had a, had a phone. Like, no one had one at school anyway up until year 12. And, and maybe their parents had one and, and it, like before that and you could take it with you in your bag if you went to a party or something. But you didn't just carry a phone around with you. It wasn't like a regular thing you did and used. And now look, 20 years later, completely fucked. We're completely fucked. When I, when I was a kid, going out places, we would arrange to meet each other using the home phone, the old home phone with a fucking cord attached to it, the one we had that our, in our house that like we shared amongst the village, and then we'd just head off on our journey into the world and just expect the other person to show up, and they fucking would. Amazing. With no contact in between, they'd just show up at the destination at the agreed time. It could have been hours since you'd spoke. But you just fucking knew they were coming because you didn't stand people up in those days, man. It was there was too much at risk. You couldn't just have you couldn't just leave someone out in the wild with no communication and then have everything just be cool because the ramifications were too high. You know, you didn't leave someone hanging out there in the wind. We were we were like skaters when I was a kid, so. A lot of our meeting arrangements were planned around um, like public transport on weekends. We'd agree, we'd agree to meet at a certain train station because I went to a school that was a bit away from from where I lived, and then we'd head to some some other you know some school or shopping centre or, or and just skate for hours without you know without even filming ourselves. Can you imagine that? Because there was like all schools and shopping centres were just closed on Saturdays then so there was no phones no one had a camera or anything so we didn't film ourselves it was fucking you know and it was great as I said it was the 90s so shopping centres weren't fucking open and schools didn't have fucking security guards and, and, and fences around them it was just it was just if shit was shut it was just abandoned on the weekend fucking crazy right um, it's not like that anymore so you'd fucking you'd ring your mate on the home telephone ours was in the middle of the house in a specific nook that was created just to house the telephone like some sacred shrine that we could all gather around oh, fuck knows what you'd do with that nook nowadays it'd it be useless it was yeah and ours was right next to the living area you know and everyone could hear your convo so if you're planning something deviant or talking to a girl you had to try and run the cord under a couple of different doors into a different room, into your own little space for some privacy. Then you'd ring your mate and you'd agree to meet at whatever train station at 11 a.m. on Saturday and, and you'd head off to the agreed destination after that, right? And you'd, you'd just leave the house. That was it. You were out. You were just out. And you'd wait at the train station for your mate no phone just looking at people maybe reading a magazine you had in your bag and you'd just wait man you'd just you'd just wait you'd check the clock you'd be like 11.03 and you think man I wonder where I wonder where Craig is but you knew he'd be coming because you'd organised it you know you'd, you'd organise it before you left the house he wouldn't stand you up 
And that was that was not the way back then. You didn't stand people up. If you said you were going to be somewhere, you made damn sure you were there, right? So you'd just wait and have no idea where he was. And you'd be so fucking bored, man. And that was part of it. It was part of it, mate. Like, you'd just sit there and be fucking bored. And eventually it's like 11.43. And you're like, oh, something's up, man. Something's up. So you go to the payphone. Remember those? Yeah. They were everywhere back then. Fucking, you had coins on you, and you didn't have card and phone to swap with and shit. We had coins, and there was pay phones, and you'd go call his house. Yeah, we actually knew each other's phone numbers off the top of our heads back then as well. They were a lot shorter, to be fair, the old home phone numbers, but we knew them off the top of our heads. So, how many of your friends' numbers do you know these days if you had to call someone without, without a reference? Fucking none. It's fucking bizarre, right? We knew each other's numbers. And I'd call up, go, hey, hey, Mrs. Wilson's Craig home? And she can no. Okay. Do you know where he is? Yeah. He's out. And that was it. It was out. It was just fucking out. Somewhere in the universe. Nobody fucking actually knew at this point. He could have fucking fled the state. He could have been dead under an underpass somewhere. He could have joined a cult and fallen in love with a bearded guru who was feeding him mushrooms. No one knew. He was just fucking out, man. It was fucking beautiful. When's he coming back? Later, before dark. Yeah. That was it. That was basically the rules. Be home before dinner, you know? No one had fucking, no one had any idea. That was it. Well, fuck me. I hope he's coming here. I have got no idea and you just couldn't just leave because if he then came on the next bus, he'd be sitting in the station thinking, where the fuck's Dave? And then you'd be the cunt. So you just waited. You just waited. And then that's how we fucking lived, mate. There was no guarantees, no backup plan. You put a kid in that same situation these days and they're texting the whole way there, giving updates on where they are and how long they'll be. And if it got to 10.57 and they didn't know where the other one was, they're like, like the text thread had dropped off for some reason, they'd be straight on the phone. Where are you, dude? Oh, just pulled up. Had to do a piss. Oh, okay, cool. Just checking. You wouldn't wait fucking 43 minutes for a motherfucker without communication back then. No way. Motherfuckers. These kids, mate. These kids don't know how to be bored these days either. Not a, fucking not one bit, mate. My kids moan about being bored within minutes of their device being turned off. Every time I hear, I'm bored, I say, good. Dad, I say, good. I'm glad you're bored. It's good for you. It's good for your imagination. I spent over half my childhood being bored, man. These kids don't know, way over half my childhood. These kids don't know what being bored is. They have a new movie or show every week. We have an iTunes library of like 30 movies and then your streaming services. It's insane. They're all fucking, they're all great. They're all great. They never want to watch any of them because they've seen them all like 10 times each. Motherfucker, when I was 12, we had two channels, ABC and GWN, and movies were on once a week on a Sunday night. And if it was a good one, you'd tape it over some shit on a VCR. We didn't get to choose what we watched. You just had to make the best of what you were given. And we watched those fuckers until the tape started to get fucked up in one certain spot. And there were so many times, you know, because you'd rewound it so many times and the tape would start shitting itself. And you can only do that so many times before the whole thing was, you know, wind it back on before the whole thing was fucked. These fucking kids these days, man, we used to travel with fucking books and physical games. We had these fucking puzzles with a piece of wool and some pin made out of a pattern or out of something. I don't even remember. I knew it was shit even in the 80s, man. We would drive from Karatha uh, across the country to Dubbo for like three or four days on the road. Bored as fuck. And even then, I knew those games weren't worth my fucking time, man. 
Life in the eighties, life was I reckon eighty percent boredom for a kid. That was that's why we made the most of the fucking little things because everything sucked. The movies, the games, the phones, comedies weren't funny. TV was TV was fucking bullshit. We weren't that advanced in the eighties, man. Life, you know, life had just exploded over the last has just exploded over the last twenty or thirty years, and somehow we've become more discontent than we were ever. It's fucking. Could you could you imagine plucking a kid straight out of the 80s and dropping him into 2022, man? You'd blow that kid's fucking mind. They'd literally never be bored again. With all the content options, video games, different consoles, streaming services, the internet. That's one thing that the old movies never guessed, man. That we would have an internet and everyone would be instantaneously connected at the click of a button. It's fucking wild. And I was alive for the invention of the internet. That is insane. It's a time stamp on history as important as any other invention in the history of mankind, and it happened in, a, in, in my lifetime. Like, I remember when our high school first had all the computers connected to each other by, like, an internet, an intranet, and then suddenly they just ex, ex, extrapolated and that shit, and we could be connected to a server in the United States. It was fucking wild, man. Fucking wild. In our lifetime. Anyway, went off a bit of a tangent there. Um, phones, yeah I'm not answering my phone For the rest of the day That's where they came from Anyway um, I hope you guys Have uh, enjoyed this one, mate uh, I, I, I am A little bit Under the weather I am sober Sober Dave For the month So hopefully I can Conjure up enough spirit To, to keep me interested For the next few episodes uh, I am excited about Bali uh, And yeah I am 40 as fuck this year So there you go that was episode number 141. Gotta keep going. Average man over and out. Peace.